Right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today's Friday, August 18th, and stocks are heading for a third losing week. The 10-year Treasury yields hit a two-year high, and Bitcoin is falling like a rock. So what's happening here? Will these losses continue? We'll talk about this. We'll show you our positions and then also give you some tips for some new trades, if you want. Anyhow, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hotem. We're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you're definitely in the right place. And boy, these markets are crazy. What do you think, Mark? All over the place, Marcus, and we'll see where we end up today, but down again yesterday, that's four days straight. So a little bit of a continued sell-off off of those highs, the Dow looking at its worst week since March. Yeah, and uh, looking at the 50-day moving average now slicing through this decisively in the S&P 500, the same in the Dow yesterday going through the uh, uh, through the 50-day moving average. The Dow was the latest one. The Nasdaq was the first one. I mean, the Nasdaq already did it last week. So all three major indices now below the 50-day moving average. Does this, means we, does this mean we have the next crash coming? <laughs> you know, I, I think that this pullback was definitely just a matter of time. Uh, it and this is good for what we've seen in the market. Pullbacks are healthy. Uh, market, if you look at the or Marcus, if you look at the S and P five hundred, this, this pullback gets us back to lows that we had in June, right? So kind of testing those lows, and it gets us right back to highs that we had in August of twenty twenty two. So just from a chart perspective, it looks like we're at what you know a resistance level in twenty twenty two, support level in June. I think this pullback is definitely healthy and I think we're going to see some buying from here personally. Yeah. And I mean, it has been great for us. I mean, August has been great for us for trading, especially with the wheel strategy. We're looking for higher volatility and talking about volatility. There is the VIX, the volatility index. And this morning uh, we were at the highest levels that we haven't seen since May. So pretty much all summer. Uh, levels were at 13, 14, and then uh, we this morning actually topped 19 for a moment and uh, pulling back right now to 18. But uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, I mean, for us, for premium sellers, it's good to see volatility coming back into the markets. Yeah, volatility is my friend and it has been so low. This gets us back to a, a normal level where it starts to get fun again. And, uh, you know, with these spikes, you, you typically see spikes and then pullbacks, um, spikes and then pullbacks. But uh, that extra premium is nice. And it's helped out with the, the wheel strategy this last week or two. For sure. For sure. And uh, I mean, talked about in the intro, uh, also the 10 year yield interest rates are the highest point where they were, uh, what, October 2022. Look at that. Look at that. And I mean, this is just, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, the drop and everything going on. But uh, two key news items this week, the Fed and the Fed minutes where the Fed was a little more hawkish in their tone, meaning that uh, the idea of keeping rates elevated and keeping those 
those rates uh, higher for a longer period to really combat inflation. That was more of the theme. So investors, you know, hoping that the Fed's getting ready to cut rates with inflation being down. But then also the the issue of China and contagion uh, risk being uh, brought into the mix this week. Uh, something that uh, a little more pre- prevalent this week than uh, previous weeks. Yeah, because you remember in 2021 when we talked about Evergrande, this Chinese developer uh, that uh, uh, was getting ready to clear bankruptcy and uh, they were in trouble. Well, look at this. As of yesterday or this morning, they are now filing for bankruptcy protection in the Manhattan court here. And I mean, this just shows it's all interconnected, right? I mean, so they defaulted in 2021. Uh, announced an offshore debt restructuring program in March, but now basically filing for bankruptcy protection here in the U.S. Sure. And and so the concern or question is, how much does that carry over into other markets? And, you know, the we have a global economy, period, <laughs> these, yeah. these days. So uh, it, it's something to be mindful of, but I think also just... Uh, a, a case for taking some profits, right? Uh, maybe repositioning uh, yourself. And, and that's where the the pullback here, I think, was warranted. It was just a matter of what news is going to drive the, the pullback. Right. So interestingly enough, if you look at uh, the probability that traders are factoring in for uh, a rate increase at the next uh, Fed meeting, it's only 9.5%. So that's kind of in contrast to what we are seeing in the markets here. Uh, but traders do not believe that the Fed will raise rates again. And I think that the, that traders are right. Um, I don't believe that the Fed will raise, but for the last year, traders have tried to fight the Fed and, and basically said, oh, they, yeah, they're not going to do it. They're not going to raise. And, you know, we had this huge rate hiking campaign. So, uh, we'll see. But I, I would agree with these probabilities. Uh, not only is it priced in that they're not going to raise, I, I think that they're going to uh, stay put. Yeah. However, still 33 days, two hours, 53 minutes until the next Fed meeting. So a lot can happen between True. now and then. And uh, I, I mean, talking about a lot happening, Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. Look at this. I mean, Bitcoin has been trading somewhere around the 30,000 level, pretty much all summer. And then last night, a huge sell-off. I mean, this is from uh, where we go. If you go to a five-minute chart here, uh, we went from, uh, what, 29,000, 28,600 to 26,000 in no time here. This That was a little bit of a surprise. Was it really because of Elon? That's what everybody says. I mean, everybody is searching for a reason, trying to figure out why, why did it slide? And uh, I mean, the only thing that traders could find is news from Elon. Yeah, I guess the Wall Street Journal did a review of Elon Musk's SpaceX finances, and it said the company wrote down the value of its Bitcoin holdings by a total of $373 million in 2022 and also 2021, and it sold the cryptocurrency. And so this kind of goes against what uh, Elon Musk said two years ago in 2021. He said, if the price of Bitcoin goes down, I lose money. I might pump, but I don't dump. <laughs> uh, hey, wasn't it the same where he said, hey, I'm done selling Tesla stock a couple of years ago, and then he dumped yeah. more Tesla stock? 
So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's take this with a grain of salt. Okay, um, one more thing before we look at our existing positions. Uh, we had a couple of companies uh, reporting earnings here this morning. We had Applied Materials reporting earnings. Better than expected, jumping 2.3% this morning. Yeah, not too shabby there for AMAT. And uh, looks like traders like that news. Yeah. And then another retailer. So we had, uh, uh, what is the symbol for, for Ross stores? I thought it was RST. R-O-S-T. R-O-S-T. There we go. R-O-S-T. So Ross stores, retailers have been reporting this week. We had Walmart reporting. We had Target reporting. We had a few other retailers reporting. And Ross stores, R-O-S-T, the ticker. And they are up 6.2% this morning. Yeah, not too shabby there. They had a revenue beat, uh, also an earnings beat, and they raised their forecast uh, as well. So investors really liking the earnings for Ross and uh, the stock showing it. All right. Let's talk about our position and see how they are doing here this morning. So first of all, talking about ALB. ALB, uh, that's where I got assigned at 192.50. You got assigned at 190. You were able to sell calls earlier this week. I have not been able to sell calls just yet. Yeah, I was able to sell calls, bring down my break even a little bit. Uh, those, uh, I was unable to close those yesterday. So I'm letting those expire worthless. Looking for a nice pop on Monday to sell calls again. And this one pulling back a little bit from the 190, 192.50 level where we had some short-term support. Longer-term support where we're looking at the chart, this pullback is is within the the confines of a, a bigger support play. So yeah. I, I think that this is looking great. Yeah, and we talked about it all week. So there were opportunities to sell the 175 put or the 172.50 yeah. put today. So that is still great. Uh, we see that there's some super short-term support, uh, support over the last few days at around 180 that we see here. So yeah, also looking for a pop there on Monday and then hopefully being able to sell calls. CSIQ, another one. Jeez, just keep sliding. Come on, buddy, pull up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another one, this one, again, big picture, this move, Pull, uh, pull back towards 30 is is definitely something that I would expect could happen. Uh, did I expect it to happen so quickly? No. Nope. Uh, but hey, we have earnings uh, next week. We have earnings next week. And uh, we looked at the earnings analysis uh, yesterday. It seems that uh, his history is uh, in our favor because over the last 12 quarters, uh, after reporting earnings, uh, they were higher 10 times out of 12 times after seven days. And on average, it's 10%. So this should push us right back into the uh, into the low 30s here in call selling territory. So let's see what happens there. Yep. All right. But right now, not being able to sell calls. DFS Discover, uh, this is where I took the trade after the news that the CEO resigned and uh, Discover was falling. I sold the uh, 90 put and was able to buy it back yesterday for 90% of max profit. So this trade for me is closed. And uh, today DFS is popping up again. So up uh, one and a half percent, a little bit against the grain of the market today that is kind of undecided. So uh, I like this trade, short uh, three day trade, and uh, I'm out of this one. 
Yeah, that's a, a nice one on the overreaction there in the stock holding up at strong support. Uh, I think it's a great, great example of sometimes you get in that extra premium because of some news that's a little bit overdone. Yeah. NEE, another energy company, very similar here to ALB, uh, finding some support right here at around 67, 67.50. So we got assigned at 69.50 uh, and I have not been able to sell calls just yet. But with the pop today, I mean, we're up 0.7%. Uh, could take a quick look if there is some premium available for next week. Kind of don't think so at the 69.50. Oh, it's actually not bad. It's uh, 30 by 40 cents. We need a minimum of 46 cents. So with a little bit of more of a pop, we might be here in call selling territory. It's getting close. It's getting close. All right. Also a, a nice dividend if we're still holding it in two weeks, uh, goes X dividend on Tuesday, August 29th. And that would be a 47 cent dividend. Nice. All right. I'll take this. All right. And then we have PNC. PNC, a little bit all over the place this morning, pulling higher, uh, still down 0.1%, but uh, has been trading higher. We'll see what happens here. Seems that it has some found some short-term support here at 122. So this is where uh, my cost basis is at 141.50. So we definitely need to move a little bit higher. Your cost basis is a little bit lower, but you also need to see a little bit of a pop here. Yeah, I'm at 136 and I'm a break even is i think at 131 i'd have to check but yeah I, I like that it's holding up its support here uh getting caught up with some of the bank stuff going on and we just have to wait on this one yeah and then ups that is a trade that you took on the same day that i took uh, my um, dfs trade ups you sold the 170 put and uh well yesterday this morning it looked like you might get assigned yeah, I was actually getting excited. I think a 170 for UPS is a decent level with the, the chart that we see here. And we opened up at 169.81. So those puts went in the money. But a little rally today, UPS up almost, uh, what is it, a half of a percent. Half but that percent. puts us at 171.70. Yeah, so, I mean, you might not get assigned here. Doesn't look like it. Mm hmm. We'll see. So, I mean, overall, if you look at the markets today and what's happening, it's a whole bunch of nothing. So uh, markets uh, opened lower. We're just diddling around right now, pushing a little bit higher towards yesterday's closing price. Uh, the Dow is already positive for the day, up 0.1%. The S&P 500 is down 0.1%. The Nasdaq still hit the hardest here, uh, down half a percent, but also trying to make its way up. So. We'll see what happens today. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm keeping an eye on NEE as a possibility for being able to sell calls against my existing position. Yeah, I think that's a good plan for the day. And uh, we'll see where we end up. And if we get a bit of a bounce next week, what do you think, Marcus? Do you think there's going to be some buying or more selling? I believe that there's some buying coming in, but we can also take a look ahead at the economic calendar and see what's in store next week. And there is not too much. We have a bunch of Fed members speaking again. So we have Bauman speaking, yeah. Goldsby speaking. So they have a lot of things to say. Harker speaking a few times. And then even on Friday, we have Powell speaking. Other than this, a fairly quiet week on the economic calendar. 
um, because we only have the flash manufacturing PMI, which I don't think will send the markets into a tailspin. Uh, we have on Friday uh, the University of uh, Michigan consumer sentiment. That usually includes uh, some uh, inflation expectations. So this might be something that's moving the markets. But also if you look at the uh, economic calendar, uh, so let's just go there for a moment, we see that uh, next week it's fairly light. I mean, in terms of most anticipated stocks, we only have 15 reporting next week. So uh, looking a little bit ahead, we have uh, Lois Zoom reporting. Uh, we have uh, ADI reporting, NVIDIA, Dollar Tree into it. But these are not really the market movers because with retail out of the way this week, maybe NVIDIA, who knows? Yeah, looking ahead next week, not a whole lot going on, like you mentioned. Maybe some some little things that could move, but the S&P is down 4.9% for the month. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little bit of buying. And then the week after things pick up because we get into more jobs and inflation data. So next week, a little bit of a, a lull in the data and uh, then things pick up again the week after. So and often what we see is uh, when the S&P broke through uh, the 50-day moving average that we see kind of a V-shaped recovery. Even here, we saw a V-shaped recovery. So do you think that next week the S&P 500 can uh, be above the 50-day moving average again? I, I, I think it's going to take two weeks. I agree. But I, I, I say next I think, week, not yet. Next week will yeah. remain. But yeah, I agree. I agree that uh, possibly by the end of the month, we could be close or above the 50-day moving average again. Ooh, I wish the, we didn't feel the same way because I would have bet you a box of ribeyes. I know. <laughs> or plays. <laughs> we'll, we'll find another bet uh, that we can take. Anyhow, hey, if you find this helpful, uh, leave a comment and uh, leave a like. If you're new to this uh, channel, uh, consider subscribing because we're going live, as you can see, every day, talking about the markets, our trade, what's moving the markets, and also what we are planning to do with our position. So if you're enjoying this, give us a like. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Happy trading, everybody.